All right, so we got a, uh, we're going to um, switch gears here a little bit and do a new segment. We're going to do our, uh, we're going to look at the bubble a little bit, and Coach Sam Whelan's got some thoughts. Coach Jimmy Neutron's got some thoughts too, so uh, take it away, Sam. Yeah, boys, thanks. It's, uh, it was a bad year to be a bubble, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, a lot of bubbles were popped um, or burst, whatever verbiage you want to have there. Um, and there were teams that were, um, I think the cutoff was actually um, in late 20s, maybe early 30s 30, or 30s. 35, 35. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. So, yeah, 35. Um, so, first of all, I just want to give a shout-out and thanks to um, Coach JKB for creating that. Um, yeah, great work. The th- yeah, the thread for the um, bubble report there. That was really helpful and really cool to see. Um, so I just kind of want to open up on the floor here and uh, maybe talk about some teams that uh, we thought deserved to uh, to make it uh, that didn't, maybe got snubbed, and, and even those four, those last four in that um, maybe one or two of them did not deserve to, to be in, in our opinion. So just to refresh everybody, the last four in, Little Rock, Pueblo, Birmingham, and Miami. So Little Rock and Pueblo were both in the 20s for PR. Um, and then those last two were 34 were, and 35. 34 and 35, thank you. So mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if we, I'll just open it up to you guys and we'll go from there. Yeah, so it looks yeah. like uh, I'll just I'll just read. So well, I'm going to talk about the last four real quick. Lil Rock went 13 and five. Pueblo 13, 14 and four. Birmingham 11 and seven. Miami 14 and four. Um, Little Rock 45th strength of schedule. Pueblo 105. Birmingham 14. Miami 146. Okay, so we got. Um, yeah, any thoughts, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I kind of want to look at the uh, just the heartbreak. Uh, that is Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Miami has gotten in. I gotta, I gotta make sure that this is right. No, they went to the PTT last year and then the NTT the year before. Uh, so a couple of years uh, in a row, they snuck into the NTT. They just barely sneak in here over Santa Ana. Two years in a row, Santa Ana is the cutoff for the um, mm. NTT Dang. for the at-large bid. Last year they were around like 56, then I think 55 or, or somewhere around there was the cutoff. And then to be 36 and 35 is the cutoff again. Like, man, I don't I, like it's rough. Whoever's winning these like conference fives, conference sevens, uh, tournaments, and then not, or I mean, regular season, they're not winning the tournaments. Like you were literally killing the Santa Ana coach. I just want you to know that. Literally. <laughs> and I, I agree. And that's, it's crazy. One thing I thought was interesting with Santa Ana though, too, is that, um, they win their last game against number 100 Sacramento. They beat them really handily by over 20 points. But in just this one game, they go up 12 spots, hmm. um, which I think is kind of high for the last game of the season, especially yeah. um, after they're out of the conference tournament. But, um, yeah, Jimmy, I uh, one thing I did do, guys, is I calculated all the co- the Quadrant 1 games and wins. The way I actually did this, I think an NCAA might be top 50. I'm not 100% sure. I just actually counted all Quadrant 1s as top 64, so the top – quarter yeah. of the teams in the league um santa Ana had three wins against seven quadrant one games which was one of the higher ones um and actually a little bit better than miami um with more quadrant one games and also pueblo as well mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty interesting i think i think a couple of teams 
um, that weren't like right on the bubble, but I feel like we're pretty close. Like Seattle, they had nine quadrant one games and well, four quadrant one wins. Same thing with South Bend, um, out of uh, one of the like lesser known conferences. Um, they they had a uh, four or nine uh, quadrant one games and, and four quadrant one wins. Like that's rough, you know, for Seattle. Uh, Jocko to be just left out, and then and same with South Bend. Like that, that's pretty tough for them. Yeah, and you look yeah. at Ann Arbor. Look at that schedule. They they went zero and seven against the top ten teams, um, and uh, so they had eleven quadrant one one games. They beat every team that wasn't in the top ten, but lost to every team that wasn't in the top ten every single time. Makes that's it like eleventh. <laughs> That, that that that's rough. It's it's a rough yeah. schedule. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and be the first one to be controversial here. Birmingham was one of the last four in. I don't think the resume holds up in my opinion. So what they have going for them is they wore the the fourteen strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, the record was eleven and seven, which is you know on the bottom half of all these bubble teams. I mean, it's not a great record. Um, their key wins, though. I mean. They did play seven quadrant one games, but they only beat Naples once. Naples is a good team, but they're not world beaters. And they uh, went two and one against Greensboro. So they had three chances and won two of them. Um, And their losses are what stuck out to me. They had two bad losses, one to Norfolk, who is ranked 123, and one to Montgomery. And again, a Batman W in Montgomery, he's a classy coach in the classy program, but they didn't have the best year. And uh, that's not a good, not a good loss in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I think got them in was actually losing. I mean, outside of like winning the conference tournament, what was best for them was losing their first round to Montgomery. Because then what happens is Greensboro gets upset in their conference uh, as well in the one eight matchup, and Greensboro um, is the number thirteenth ranked team. And so then they actually end up playing Greensboro because they lost and then won, um, and then end up beating Greensboro. So I think that that last win. What did it raise them? Um, I mean, I and I'll let you finish the statement, uh, Jimmy. But I agree. But I just don't think the committee should respect that win. As oh yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with you. Sorry, I, I'm I'm not trying to be uh, mm-hmm. contrarian here. I, I don't think that their um, schedule holds up at all. But I I think that that last win actually so it moves them up three spots. I think that that's actually what pushed them over the edge. But I I 100 agree. I don't think it should have. Like a team like Ann Arbor, like that's rough. Yeah. I I, I I think the team I think even more undeserving than Birmingham is uh, Pueblo. I just don't like their schedule. They they only played six quadrant one wins and they only got two. Um, obviously, they don't have the bad losses. Um, they they beat the teams they should, but they just didn't play a great strength of schedule and they couldn't win the big ones. Like they couldn't win the games that they needed to. Um, well, they beat Little Rock twice though, and Little Rock's a good team. Yeah, that, that that's fair. That's and you, fair. But you're right; they lost they lost four other quadrant ones. So so I, I see your point as well. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's some really good teams. I I really I think I, I mean I, maybe I'm being contrarian. I probably am, but I think the formula um, the formula is a little off in some ways. Uh, just the the teams that play the best teams get punished too much when like Ann Arbor got killed for playing the top 10 teams when they won basically all their others it's true but also I mean 
this is the argument that happens in the NCAA tournament too. They finish nine and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at what point do we just say you need to actually win more games to be in the, in the elite tournament? You know, I mean, I just I think when you finish nine and nine, you you don't really have much of an argument, no matter who you play. But how much better is a Birmingham that went eleven and seven? Well, good point. I also don't think Birmingham should have made it. But yeah. I look at a team like Seattle. And Coach Jocko, I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening because you guys got the ultimate snub, in my opinion. Um, nine quadrant one games is uh, the most outside of Ann Arbor for these uh, bubble teams here. Some great wins against Kissimmee, Santa Ana, and Anchorage. Um, mm-hmm. You finished 12-6, and six, which is better than Birmingham. Your strength of schedule is 40, which isn't that much worse than Birmingham. Um, and yeah, one one bad loss to Sacramento, which isn't really a terrible loss. But again, four out of the nine games you out of the nine quadrant one games you win. I mean, it, when you play that good of a schedule, they went out of their way to schedule good teams, and they won a handful of them. Um, I think they and they I think they also dropped what nine eight, eight spots. Yeah, eight, eight spots. spots this last uh, um, the last game. So I think he was probably shocked that they didn't make it and. He should be. Yeah, that's a lot to drop for losing to a team that's comparable to you. They did lose by 12, but yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think I just want to mention one more team, too, here. Um, I think Carnegie got a, a pretty rough draw, too. Um, and I think a lot of it probably comes down to even the last game of the year where they played us. Um, and we beat them pretty handedly after they... Uh, beat us pretty well earlier in the year um but my team we just dropped some games we shouldn't have this year and so our ranking was a lot lower than it definitely should have been um and then they they lose by four twice to banger the winner of conference six and and banger has the uh the top recruiting classes um by average uh in the nation and so to lose a couple of games to a really really good team banger makes the final four last year our conference had four teams in the um NTT last year, and we just have Banger this year. So, and I think Carnegie the one, is the one that I think would have made sense this year. Um, and, and I think one game goes their way, like the Concord one twenty two to one twenty five loss in overtime. I think any other thing that goes one other game goes their way, and they're in. I couldn't agree with you more, Jimmy. I mean, you look at that Gulf Shores loss uh, to begin the season, a four point close game. Um, if either of those banger games go the other way, I think we might be talking about a bubble team that just got in. So I think mm-hmm. that's a really good observation. Yeah, and I'm I'm really interested. Like some of these teams drop just a ton. Like South Bend, how do they drop eight? I mean, they got they got beat pretty bad, but they they dropped eight after losing to. A, I mean, they got beat by twelve. It's not to Jefferson City, a top ten team. How do you drop that much? I, I I'm I'm really curious. Why do these teams drop so much when? It's like, we got killed. Like, we got beat by 25, and we didn't drop any. Which, I I just wonder how that how, how that happens. Why why do some teams, yeah. I mean, you look at South Bend and Ann Arbor, two of, this, two of the Conference 15 teams that um, a week ago, even a week and a half ago, um, everyone thought they were locked. They felt the pretty good, yeah. Um, they both finished one and four, and obviously the committee takes that into consideration. I mean, if you're sliding that far... And you're losing to teams that you that you really shouldn't be, who are not NTT teams. That's obviously getting noticed. And uh, you can't analyze. go one and four down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You can't you can't slide. I just uh, yeah. And look at even Providence. Providence dropped. 
uh, 11. Yeah, they dropped 11 with their with their loss to uh, um, to New York. Now they got, they got beat by 30 34. Um, but New York was hot down the stretch. They were they were playing pretty dang good. Um, and they obviously they they earned their right into the tournament, but yeah. They beat Harrison. When you dissect dissect Providence though real quick, uh, Kyle. Um, they played seven quarter one games, which is good. But they only won two of them. Both of those wins were to Cambridge, who were fifty six, so they're a low end quad one team. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't beat anyone above PR fifty six. I think it's hard Knoxville. to really argue your way in they at beat, that point. They beat Knoxville. Oh. And Scranton. Well, well forget everything I said. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, this, this, sorry, this is I'm looking at New York, you're right. <laughs> forget okay. everything I yeah, said. Yeah, no no no, you're yeah, I was gonna say Providence did not beat those two teams. You okay. were right. You were okay. right. We'll forget what Kyle said though. <laughs> <Okay>. Always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I just think it's interesting, you know, um how you can fall so much with a with a loss, but they got killed. New York and good for um go OSUTR, you know, like he Booser. Just kidding, sorry, continue. Gooster, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he pushed forward and they he's resilient, came through. Whoa, I never realized that goose it's goo- <laughs> I always call him Gooster, that's all I ever called him. I did until Kyle told me like last season <laughs> that it's actually go S U. Oh, that makes so much more sense. I like Goose better though. Yeah, yeah the let's goose. Go Gooster. I'll call him the goose. He's a, he'll always be the goose to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, those are the rules. We don't make them. We mm-hmm. just enforce them. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think a lot of this. Co- I mean, a lot of this conversation does come back to how good is your conference actually? Who are you actually beating? Um, and obviously, like, there's always going to be those conference fifteen teams that like just miss out on the bubble. That's going to happen every year and a lot of the conversation is going to be around conference 15 because it's so talented at least for now um until another conference overtakes us um yeah any other thoughts sam that's all guy i appreciate your time guys thanks for talking bubble with me yeah i i do want to say coach uh san jose he is the son of coach loxers man he came so close like he's He's Loxer's son. He's Loxer's son. Um, he lost by one. I know, I know, and just you know, he's he's a great coach. I'm, I'm. He's really building something there, but that that is heartbreaking, you know. Um, and you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't write, you can't write that, you know. And uh, right, it doesn't so. matter how old you are, you'll never win to your dad in a wrestling competition. We saw that today. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Man, he's the second team out. He missed the game winner. Um, he had a chance. He had a shot. But that's just how it goes sometimes, you know? I mean, I think the story, the main story with, with all this conversation is just that the bubble is so small, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, how um, there are a lot of conferences with teams that are not elite teams that are getting two in. Mm-hmm. Um and that just changes everything. It's so different than uh, when you look at the um, NCAA. Yeah. Um, but so if I would, with my, the four teams I would pick here, if I were the committee, I would pick Little Rock in, Santa Ana, Seattle, and South Bend as my four. And the rest of those teams you mentioned, I'd all say, barely did not make the cut. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, thanks, Sam, for coming on and just, uh, sharing your opinions on this uh i really appreciate it. it's a good thought good good talk and it's a it's a good thing to talk about because 
Um, this is this is what we care about. We don't play for the PTT. No one does. We want to get into the NTT. I'm um, right here, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, uh, subtle jab at Jimmy. But thanks so much for coming on. I hope you uh, enjoyed this, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon.